0: TubeCityOnline.com. This is Two Rivers Thirty Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the Mckeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monongah area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, there's been a lot in the news uh, over the past month or so. Actually, just in the past couple of days, there have been developments in the ongoing acrimony between the two largest health care providers in western Pennsylvania, Highmark, uh, which you may also know as the Allegheny Health Network, and UPMC, which operates both hospitals such as UPMC McKeesport and UPMC East, and its own health plan, a consent decree that the two providers were under, is getting ready to expire in a couple of months, and many people, especially those with Medicare Advantage programs, are very concerned that they are not going to be able to uh, see their doctor or hospital that they have gone to maybe for for many years. Uh, we're going to talk about that problem and also about some consumer advocacy and what some resources are out there if you are one of the people who is affected by this, and probably most of the people listening are in one way or another. Aaron Nine is with the Pennsylvania Health Access Network, or P-H-A-N. Good morning, Erin.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for um, having me on and for talking about uh, this situation and how people can get help. It's been a nightmare for so many in our region.
0: I'm I'm sure it has. Uh, What is your uh, title at uh, Pennsylvania Health Access Network?
1: So, I'm the director of consumer engagement, which means that um, it's my job to work with people on the ground every day about barriers uh, that they encounter accessing healthcare. whether that's through access to affordable insurance or like situations we're facing with UPMC Highmark and their refusal um, to work with one another.
0: How can people get in touch with you?
1: So people can uh, just give me a call on my cell phone. I'll give the number. Oh, uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you had an 800 number or something, but sure, cell phone works no, too. No,
1: no. Um, so I live here in Western PA, and um, my number is 412-863-1047. Okay. Again, that's 412-863-1047. And um, our organization is statewide. We're a nonprofit Consumer advocacy group and uh, we work on a range of both state and federal issues. Our goal is to make sure that people can get the care that they need when they need it at a price that they can afford. Um, so we have staff all over the state, but um, I'm here just outside of Pittsburgh and I'm happy to, you know, work with anyone to help uh, tell their story. Uh, that's one of the things that we've been doing is collecting you know, thousands of stories from people over the past several years who have been affected by this split to lift those up <clears throat> in a way that galvanizes, uh, um, action with elected officials. So we're excited and I'm sure we'll talk about the announcement yesterday by the Attorney General, but, um, elected officials don't act when people don't speak up. So, um, getting in touch to share your story is one of the most important and powerful things that people can do right now in addition to, um, filing a formal complaint with the Office of the Attorney General about how you or your family has been hurt by this breakup between UPMC and Highmark.
0: Let's let's back up for just a second. Erin um, Neinhauser is on the phone with us right now. She's with the Pennsylvania Health Access Network. Do you have a website that people can uh, visit?
1: We do. Um, it is pahealthaccess.org. Okay. And... Um,
0: you're on Facebook and Twitter as well, or, or just go to the website? We are. Okay.
1: We're on Facebook. Actually, I would encourage people to go to our Facebook page, because we've been live-streaming some of the public meetings that we've been participating in over the past several weeks with Allegheny County Controller Chelsea Wagner, and also um, for the Attorney General's announcement yesterday. So on Facebook, we are at Pennsylvania Health Access Network, and we're also on Twitter at
0: PA Health Access. Okay, uh, Aaron Neinhäuser uh, is with us, and we're, we're talking in general about health insurance and, and consumer advocacy because it is a, a controversial and very frustrating thing for most people. But in particular, the, the Highmark and UPMC—it's it's being labeled a divorce. I see it being labeled in the media. Uh, for a lot of us, we thought this had already happened. You, you know, you either had Highmark insurance, and that meant you couldn't go to UPMC doctors or hospitals, or you had UPMC insurance, and that meant you couldn't go to uh, Highmark or Allegheny Health Network doctors and hospitals. So, why is this resurfaced again? Why is it back in the news now?
1: Well, initially, when, um, when the split occurred back in 2011, when Highmark got West Penn and Allegheny General to form Allegheny Health Network, at that point, UPMC saw that as, you know, a threat to their market share in terms of being a provider and having most of the region's hospitals. So, at that time, they said, we are not going to renew the contract. That we have with Highmark beyond its current terms, and so um, back in those years, obviously there was a big public outcry, and people were thrown into chaos and didn't want to have to choose a side because, you know, many employers, many um, senior citizens with Medicare Advantage plans had Highmark coverage, and the majority of the hospitals were operated by UPNC. So in 2014, under then Governor Tom Corbett and uh, former Attorney General Kathleen Kane. Um, the parties, uh, the state brought UPMC and Highmark together to outline kind of the terms of the breakup, to minimize and mitigate some of the harm on especially the most vulnerable populations. So people that were in the course of treatment, um, you know, people like cancer patients or transplant recipients. There were pro- provisions in the consent decree for um, people that have uh, Medicare or covered by Medicaid or CHIP. And so that consent decree was signed in June of 2014, and it was set to expire five years after it was enacted. So that's why we're facing this deadline of June 30th when all of those um, vulnerable populations that were protected are going to lose access to uh, UPMC hospitals and doctors if they have Highmark Insurance.
0: Okay, okay. So 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 it's the people who were still in this transition period and a lot of them, uh, Medicare Advantage, it seems, is a lot of the people who are affected. Is that correct?
1: Yes, there are. Um, there's over 180,000 senior citizens that have Medicare Advantage plans through Highmark and some of the names of those plans are, you know, Highmark Security Blue or Freedom Blue. I want to just back up a step and explain what Medicare Advantage is. Yeah. Um, Medicare... So, the Medicare program is wonderful, but it's not necessarily easy to understand, um, and there are different ways that people can put their Medicare coverage together. You can choose, um, as people that have Medicare Advantage have chosen, to get your insurance, get your Medicare benefits through a private insurance company like UPMC or Highmark or Aetna or United. Or you could choose to have traditional Medicare, which is simply the red, white, and blue card, uh-huh. A and B, and a supplement. And the supplements are called Medigap plans, and okay. they allow you to see any doctor or hospital that accepts Medicare. So you're not re- you're not restrained to a provider network if you have one of these supplemental plans rather than a Medicare Advantage plan that works and looks more like traditional insurance where you can get some extra benefits. There are some advantages, but what you're giving up is that choice to go to any doctor or hospital. So I want to share a resource just because yeah. I cannot praise this program enough. Okay. We work very closely with Allegheny County's Apprise Program. That's APPRISE. Mm-hmm. And what they do, they're part of the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Aging. And in every county, they have staff and dedicated volunteers that will do free unbiased Medicare counseling with people who are signing up for the first time or who may be reevaluating their options during the Medicare open enrollment period. So, the benefit of talking to the Apprise team in your county, and here in Allegheny it's run by a man named Bill McKendry, who is wonderful and one of the most knowledgeable people about Medicare I've ever met, is that they're trying to help you make the best decision for you, not get you to pick one company over another as you know some of the brokers or certainly the insurance plans themselves try to do with all the marketing that people get. Mm-hmm. So that phone number okay. is 412 412- mm-hmm. 661 661- mm-hmm. 14- Three eight again. That's 1438 and that's and that for is the, appro- the number for Allegheny County's apprise program. Where if you have questions about Medicare or what coverage or what plans are available, talk to them first.
0: Erin, it would it would be correct to say that the Medicare Advantage plans are, are kind of like a preferred provider network or PPO. They're a little bit less expensive than than the than the traditional Medicare Medicare Gap insurance. Um.
1: They can be, but what's interesting is that um, you really have to watch what the out-of-pocket costs are because all the plans are structured a little differently. And sometimes if you're someone that has multiple chronic illnesses and maybe takes several medications a day, a Medigap supplement, even though you're paying more in the monthly premium, might actually save you more money because you're paying less every time you get care or fill a prescription. So it really depends. And that, again, goes back to sitting down with an apprised counselor to figure out what's really going to be best
0: for your situation. Okay. Erin Neinhauser is with the Pennsylvania Health Access Network. When we come back, we're going to talk to someone who has just been through this whole process with Highmark and UPMC and can explain why this is so uh, problematic for so many people. Uh, Later on in the half hour, we're going to talk about the action that the Pennsylvania attorney general uh, has decided to take uh, last week and how that might affect this situation. It's confusing, uh, but I do hope you'll stick with us here on radio 81 WEDO. 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Erin Neinhauser. She's with the Pennsylvania Health Access Network. We're talking about what's being termed the upcoming Highmark UPMC divorce. Uh, Coming up later on in the half hour, we're going to talk a little bit about the action that uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro is taking and how that may affect you if you have a Medicare Advantage plan or if you're just a a Highmark or UPMC uh, customer or subscriber. Joining us right now is Debbie Verratti. She is uh, on the line from, I believe, her home in Plum Borough. Uh, Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. Uh, Debbie, uh, if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about your situation? You have had uh, a pretty serious health struggle recently, haven't you?
2: Yes. So I, I, I was diagnosed back in 2002 with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I started off at the Hillman Cancer Center. Um, and I was there for approximately two years. Uh, had a disagreement in treatment plan. Left, went to West Penn Hospital. Um, I've been there for 15 years. And most recently, my husband took a new job, um, which uh, we no longer had Highmark, but now we we now have UPMC. Okay. Uh, and, And all these years, he's not taken jobs because of what insurance they had. Because of my condition, I wanted to stay with my oncologist. But, you know, if this was just one we couldn't turn down. And now we're forced. I'm forced to leave my oncologist after 15 years.
0: D- Debbie, if I can interrupt you for a second, uh, mm-hmm. this question is for Aaron. Aaron, is this something that you guys hear fairly often? That someone is working a job that they may not like, or that may, in some cases, pay less, but they don't want to lose whatever health insurance plan they have.
1: Absolutely, we hear this all the time. So this idea that anybody can just choose to change is really false. You know, a lot of people can't choose because. The employer decides what's offered, and uh, that just pays a lot of people's coverage.
0: So, so, so to go back to Debbie, your, your husband, um, as they said in The Godfather, he had an offer he couldn't refuse. Uh, I understand yeah. it was a lot of it was uh, over the retirement benefits were much better at the at the new job, but they don't mm-hmm. offer uh, high mark insurance there. They have UPMC, correct?
2: Correct. They only there's only one plan. So, so, there was no choice
0: under the consent decree, though you have, but you were allowed to continue seeing your your doctor at West Penn Hospital, which is part of the Highmark Network?
2: Uh, I, I, my understanding is, I know. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't know if it's because I'm not in treatment right now, currently. Okay. But no, I, I was not able to.
0: Now, now, you you left your UPMC doctor, who, who may or may not be a, a, a good doctor. I, I'm not casting any aspersions on them, but you had a disagreement over your treatment. Does this mean you now have to go back to the doctor who you didn't want to treat with in the first place?
2: Well, I'm not sure if he's there anymore, Okay, um, but I am going back to the same place that I was treated at, so I'm not sure who I'm going to remain with. I, I guess I need to find that out.
0: Uh, what You have two small children, or are they uh, getting a little older now, huh?
2: Yeah, they're older now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, what, what Back does, then, they weren't.
0: Yeah, what does this do for for your your kids? I mean, I'm assuming they need. it. I'm not sure if they still see a pediatrician or they see a general practitioner now. So they're cha- they've got to change doctors. You're changing doctors. What what kind of stress is this adding?
2: It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, for anybody, I mean, everybody knows how hard it is to find a doctor, anyways, one that you can trust and have a rapport with. And but to start all over again, it's just. It's, it's just disheartening and it just shouldn't
0: be. It shouldn't. Uh, how are you being treated at the, at the, at the new old doctor's location? I mean, are they, are they, have they cooperated with your old new doctor? I don't even know how to describe it. Has the, has the UPMC yeah. doctor cooperated with the, with the Highmark doctor?
2: So I have my first appointment. I, I scheduled ahead of time. I just got my coverage on the first. So I have an appointment on the 12th at the Hillman. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I know that I had to get all my records shipped. I thought it would be electronically, but they said I don't know if there was too much or what the circumstance was, but had to wait for that. So I'm kind of going in blindly. Um, I was referred by my doctor at West Penn to this doctor, so he knows him. So that gives me a little bit of comfort, but I'm not sure that I'll remain with him because I'm not sure his specialty is in what I have.
0: Uh, uh, Aaron Neinhauser from uh, Pennsylvania Health Access Network it's. I actually just had a physical with my general practitioner who's been my GP for years and years and years, and um, he was venting to me a little bit about his frustrations with both of these insurance companies, that he, he deals with both of them, and it's very frustrating for him and for his office staff. Is it true that in most cases it's not the doctors and nurses here who are not working together, it's the people whom they work for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, doctors and nurses have been really active in speaking out about how they feel they're not able to best care for their patients due to this, you know, insurance dispute between EPNC and Highmark. And, you know, someone like Debbie should never, under any circumstance, have to say goodbye to the doctor that they've worked with and know and trust who knows them, you know, for 15 years. It's outrageous, especially, um, and we haven't talked about this, but these are entities that are nonprofit. They have specific obligations to meet by law based on the status that they're granted as charitable organizations, all of us have supported them as taxpayers. And for them to turn around and say, oh, our doors are going to be closed if you have the wrong insurance card, it's, it's wrong. And um, it's, that's all I can say. <laughs> and,
0: and, and in some cases, are, are these doctors exclusively in one network or the other? Like if they if you're in our network, you have to not take the other one. Is, is, that, yes. is, is that correct?
1: That's happening a lot, and a lot of what we've heard a lot from people is that um, their doctor, who had been independent for years, is now um, essentially confined to one network or the other, and they can no longer see them. And, you know, this issue with, um, you know, how do doctors actually communicate across systems is something that we've heard from people. I was talking to a mom whose daughter gets uh, care at Children's Hospital, but the pediatrician is in another... is. You know, now used to be independent and is now at Allegheny Health Network, and um, this mom has had to, um, especially be the go-between because childrens won't accept labs or tests from outside their network, and they'll, you know, the specialist there will recommend medication changes that the pediatrician doesn't know about.
0: Wait, they won't. So, they won't even accept. Is, they they won't accept the labs or the tests.
1: No, they won't. They won't accept you know, any kind of blood work or other tests that are done outside UPMC's network. So um, this child has had to go through repeat tests that are completely unnecessary. This mother has had to endure so much stress, being the the physical go-between, taking records between the two systems. It's unbelievable. And so this is what the future is going to look like for people that have complex conditions that maybe want to keep a doctor in each system. So, you know, what I think is important about Debbie's story is that this situation cuts both ways. You know, we're hearing from a lot of people that have high mark Insurance and UPMC doctors, but there are also people that want to keep specialists in the Allegheny Health Network System. Mm-hmm. So both, you know, both entities are nonprofit charitable institutions, and their doors should be open to everyone, regardless of what insurance they have. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. and Debbie, um, we're, we're going to let you go in a, in a minute or two, but uh, talk for a minute or two about your illness is—is is it? Are you stable? is, is the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma progressing? What's—what's what's happening? How—how how are you feeling? Yes.
2: Yeah, so I've been—I've been doing good. I'm, I've been in remission for six years now. Um, my last treatment was in 2012. I had chemotherapy most of the year. Um, it's a non-curable blood cancer, okay. so it will come back, um, but we'll see. I mean, there's lots of new advancements in treatment, which makes me hopeful. And I always felt good being with my oncologist. Who I trusted with my life. So now I'm in a, in a new situation that I'm just trying to get my bearings with. Um, but to add to what Aaron said briefly, um, I, I work for a doctor, um, who is independent of UPMC and Highmark. Okay. Um, it's a, a family doctor and, um, we, we have patients that come in, um, uh, when again, we're independent with UPMC insurance and they double their copay if they have to, if they want to continue to see us. Wow. And we're not in either network. So, I think both entities may do this, but I only have experience with UPMC that they'll, they, the costs are lower if they, if you go to their owned facilities. So it's, it's just,
0: I don't know, it's not good um debbie Verratti has uh joined us she is a patient who uh had highmark insurance and had stuck with highmark insurance actually her husband had stuck with his employer uh so that she could stay on uh the highmark insurance and she could continue to be treated by her doctor at west penn hospital uh she is now being forced to see a different doctor actually a doctor uh at a facility that she had left uh after disagreeing with them and, and now she is going back uh debbie best of luck i hope it i hope your first appointment there goes well Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Uh Aaron, um we're going to take our second 30-second break. When we come back, uh let's talk about the action that uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro has announced and how that might affect uh this ongoing split between Highmark and UPMC, okay?
2: Okay.
0: Erin Neinhauser is with the Pennsylvania Health Access Network. You can reach them at pahealthaccess.org. You can call her directly if you need an advocate in western Pennsylvania. Her number is 412-863-1047. And you are listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview, or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Erin Neinhauser. She's with the Pennsylvania Health Access Network, pahealthaccess.org. You can also find them on Facebook if you'd like to, uh, if you're on Facebook and you'd like the continuous updates. Uh, she has also, uh, very generously given out her uh, phone number, 412-863-1047. If you need help, if you are affected by this so-called divorce between Highmark and UPMC that is scheduled to happen June 30th, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, she has uh, volunteered to help. We'll also give out the number for the Allegheny County uh, A Prize Network if you are on Medicare Advantage, and we'll also have the number for statewide for people who are outside of Allegheny County. Um, so, Attorney General Josh Shapiro has announced that he is taking action. Uh, can, can you explain for the layperson what the Attorney General's action might do?
1: Yes, definitely. I will do. I'll do my best. So. Um, Essentially, the um, intervention that Attorney General Josh Shapiro took is um, modifying the existing consent decree to do three things. To require both UPMC and Highmark and Allegheny Health Network to offer open, affordable access to their doctors and hospitals by contracting with any insurance plan that is willing. So a hospital couldn't say, we don't like you, we're not going to work with you. it would set up uh, an arbitration process to make sure that contracts between insurance companies and hospitals can be reached within ninety days if there's a disagreement over, you know, the rates paid. And the third thing is to ensure that each health system's prices are fair and reflect their status as a nonprofit charity rather than being unreasonable or excessive. So, under the terms of that consent decree that was put into place in 2014 any party, and the three parties are, you know, the state of Pennsylvania through the Office of Attorney General, UPMC, and Highmark, any party can modify that consent decree if it's going to promote the public interest. And so the Attorney General's office, in their announcement yesterday, said that they've been working with UPMC and Highmark to um, update the terms and, and extend it forever. So under the consent decree, um, under the changes that the Attorney General is speaking, people would have access to either hospital system the rest of time. You know, there wouldn't be this expiration date. And um, he announced that Highmark had agreed to those terms, but that UPMC did not. And so that's why he's taking UPMC to court and filed a petition in the Commonwealth Court um, asking them to rule and look at the evidence of the various ways that UPMC has violated their stated charitable mission, um, and to bring them back into compliance with, uh, the terms in the consent decree and also into compliance with the laws of Pennsylvania that govern all charities.
0: But that doesn't necessarily mean that the consent decree itself would be extended then, correct?
1: Um, it could be. That, that's going to depend on the court's decision. So okay. the court could decide to, um, extend and update the terms of the consent decree, um, you know, for the rest of time, there wouldn't be an expiration date. And um, there is actually a great resource on the Attorney General's website. It's um, www.attorneygeneral.gov slash UPMC. And there are some points on there about the whole situation kind of boiled down, but also a link to the actual um, 73-page filing in court. And it goes through the specific requirements that the Attorney General's Office is seeking um, both UPMC and Highmark to agree to, and again Highmark has agreed, in order to um, adhere to their charitable mission, to keep their doors open to everybody, to charge prices that are fair, and to protect patients' access to the doctors that they know and trust
0: uh senator jay costa from forest hills has also um he's trying to introduce legislation he's looking for co-sponsors on a bill that um would open up the health insurance networks a little bit are you familiar with that and and can you explain what what that means
1: absolutely so we um commend senator costa for uh his leadership on this and um this is legislation that we definitely support because it would protect patients by requiring that any you know when a and an insurance company merge, um, as UPMC and Highmark have, that they cannot turn away specific insurance companies. They have to contract with any willing insurer. So this would protect access to these institutions. And it's not just UPMC and Highmark. There are other hospital systems right. like this, um, Geisinger in the center part of the state. You know, a lot of there, – there can be some advantages in terms of care coordination when an insurance plan and a hospital work more closely together. But obviously there has to be really strong – consumer protections in place to prevent, you know, monopolistic and predatory behavior. So the cost of legislation is something that has bipartisan support. It has in the past. But the problem right now is leadership in the state government, in both the House and the Senate. Um, Even though there is both Democratic and Republican support, uh, Republican leadership in the past has not brought these bills up for a vote. So uh, it's it's important for everyone to to talk to their lawmakers about this.
0: We're we're just about out of time. I understand that other states have legislation. I think California is one of them where if you accept one health insurance plan, you have to be willing to accept everyone's insurance plan. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Okay. And do do you have any idea how many other states have laws like that? I don't. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fine. Uh, that it was an unfair question. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Erin, uh, uh, in the final uh, 30 seconds or 60 seconds or so, um, what actions can people take if they are affected, uh, if they are a Highmark customer, for instance, who is not going to be able to use their UPMC doctor anymore? What actions can they take right now? You mentioned contacting your state officials, for instance.
1: Yes. Most important urgent thing to do is to file a formal complaint with the Office of the Attorney General. If you get in touch with our organization, we can help you do that. Um Next, most important thing is to share your story. You can share that in the media. We can help you do that. You can uh, certainly share it with your state representative and state senator, going and showing up there at their office in person locally. And there are three town halls coming up, hosted by Allegheny Controller Chelsea Wagner, who's really been an incredible advocate in using her platform as an elected official to um, put the focus back on patients and how people are getting hurt. So probably the closest one um, for folks in the that's still coming up is going to be February 12th in East Liberty in okay. Pittsburgh. That'll be at the Kingsley Association at 6 o'clock. Okay. Um, but if you get in touch with our organization, we can help you um, take action in whatever way you're comfortable with.
0: Okay. Erin uh, Neinhauser is with Pennsylvania Health Access Network, uh, the number statewide for the APPRISE Network. If you are on a Medicare Advantage plan and you have questions, you can call the statewide number one 800 Seven eight three seven zero six seven. That's one eight hundred seven eight three seven zero six seven. If you're in Allegheny County, four one two six six one one four three eight. You can reach uh, Aaron uh, through the Pennsylvania Health Access Network website, uh, or you can follow them on Facebook. Aaron, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, explain some of this to us today.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. And thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media, Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport PA, 151. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412 614 9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCity Online.